Welcome to the Built Tech Podcast, exploring and discussing the future of technology in the global built environment. The Built Tech Podcast is sponsored by Shadow Ventures and Built Tech Labs. Now the host of the podcast, Matt Knight. This is Matt Knight with Shadow Ventures here on another edition of the Build Tech Labs podcast. Today joining me is Tommy Lindstruth of Green Badger. Tommy, thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear, if you don't mind, start off with the Genesis story about how this came about and the market opportunity you guys saw. Sure, and thanks, Matt, for having me. Green Badger uh, originated a couple of years back really as a solution to a need that I was facing in, at what I was currently doing. So uh, I've been working in green building and the built environment for going on about 14 years now, uh, originally on the real estate side, uh, development side, and then moving into consulting, uh, specifically working with projects around the country to help ensure that their buildings were designed and constructed sustainably. And that often meant that they had to meet LEED certification, which LEED is the considered the gold standard of third party third-party green building certification. And as you can imagine, uh, to actually earn a certification, there, there's an awful lot of uh, work and rigmarole of paperwork behind it to actually document you've been doing this. And so I was working with you know, a number of projects, 10 or so projects a year, and helping them, A, ensure their designs uh, and, con- and constructability were meeting the intent, but B, helping them track, compile, verify, validate all of this paperwork that they would then need to submit to the U.S. Green Building Council for review. And I ended up with dozens of spreadsheets open at a time, banging my head against the wall, uh, trying to figure out how how do we manage this? How do you take something as variable and ongoing as construction that could go on for, you know, six months or, or six years? And how do you how do you manage all this when everyone in, in the industry is doing it by hand? And so after, after doing that as a consultant and doing that for about 100 projects, uh, I, I took a breather and said, wow, this, this process really sucks. You know, there, I can't believe there's not a better, better way to do it. And there wasn't. And so then uh, I'd set about trying to develop that. Originally, it was just going to be a, a tool for my own use uh, in my consulting. But eventually, once I got down the path of figuring out a software solution to this, it was like, all right, well, this is this is really where the opportunity to make an impact is, where I can grow the business. And so, kick consulting to the side and dove headfirst into being a technologist. And so, essentially, it's <clears throat> lead accreditation automation for your clients that you've turned into a software model. That is a, that's a fair assessment. I like to call it the TurboTax of, of lead documentation. Nice. And where are you now? You mentioned you started a couple of years ago. Tell me about the progress of the company so far. Sure. So again, early years, as, as you know, you know, software takes a long time to build and get right. So we were we were working behind the scenes and in and in really early alpha stage uh, for a while. Came out into the market uh, in the latter portion of 2015, and since then we've grown uh, pretty rapidly. We now count seven of the top 10 general contractors as clients. And we've got two more that we've got on the hook. I'm hoping to have that number up to nine out of 10 um, by the end of Q2. So we've got some significant market traction. We've got projects all over the country. We're starting to get our first international projects uh, going. And we're, and we're, we're working to move from the, the, the project base model that we're at to a more enterprise solution. And we're actually beginning having our first conversations with some of these customers of how we can be 
integrated as their standard operating procedure for managing their green construction practices. Well, obviously, a triple net Starbucks is different than a double A high rise office building in Manhattan. What's the typical project look like where the need is most acute for lead accreditation management? You know, honestly, it would run the gamut from that Starbucks to, you know, a 50 story tower. We've got uh, projects as small as a, you know, a three or four month retail fit out of a a high end retailer in the middle of Boston to, uh, you know, we've got four different airports. We've got airports on both coasts uh, going on that are going to take us, you know, $4 billion worth of of construction at at one of those uh, that'll take us through 2022. So, you know, uh, it's really just a matter of how long do you need to track it? It doesn't matter again, if it is that four month project, they've still got to compile and track and verify what they've done. Uh, it just happens to wrap up at a shorter in a shorter time frame, but they still need to compile all that information and get it to the U.S. Green Building Council for certification. Same as that five-year project, uh, where we do offer obviously a bit more value because you know there's certainly a good amount of turnover uh, on projects of that duration, and so instead of wondering where the last person left and somebody's got to now pick up, they've got a a consistent uh, platform to manage all of that that provides transparency, that provides accountability. So it's Again, four months or four years, there's still teams finding value uh, really up and down the chain of what we're doing. Well, I'm pulling back a little bit on the industry. What do you think about the green building industry, say, five years out? If we're talking about this and adoption and people integrating this into their construction plan, what do you think happens in 2023 with green building? It's grown every year, you know, since it, since LEED really came out in 2000, 2001. Uh, by 2020, it's going to be at uh, over 40% of the total construction marketplace is going to have some green building requirement on it. You're starting to see it, you know, it's mandated uh, for a lot of publicly funded, uh, excuse me, publicly funded projects, almost 100, well, 100% of U.S. publicly funded federal projects have to do it. You've got two thirds of states requiring it. Uh, and thousands of municipalities. You've got a huge private sector uh, push, and then you've also got city—you know, cities like Boston. Pretty much anything in the city of Boston has to has to have a lead certification or equivalent. So there's, you know, there's a there's a business push. There's a there's a government push. Um, it's it's certainly not going anywhere. And what's interesting about green building is it's it doesn't just get old, right? So it evolves. Lead especially it iterates every four or five years. So by by 2023, we'll probably be on lead version five, and the bar just keeps getting raised. The process is not getting any easier. And so for us, that's great because it continuously allows us to offer a value add down the road. It's not like, okay, we've, we've completed this and we're done. We don't need to use it anymore. It's going to continue to be a requirement in the marketplace, especially with our customer, uh, primarily the general contractor. You know, By the time it's getting to them, there's, there's no decision making. It is, it's in that scope of work. It's, there's no waffling about it. So the demand is going to continue to grow. Uh, the systems themselves are going to continue to iterate, and it's going to continue to to give us the opportunity to meet and service a need for our customers. Well, you mentioned uh, international projects. How does this change when you go a little beyond the borders of the USGBC? Like, what does it look like in other countries? Sure. So, uh, lead the tip of the iceberg. It is a, an internationally used rating system. It's in over 140 countries. Uh, you've got a huge adoption of lead in um, uh, throughout throughout the world. I mean, Brazil and Russia and China all have you know, tons of lead work going on. 
Um, so that's, that'll help with uh, our international expansion, but then there's also other international rating systems that are out there. So, you know, as, as we grow, we'll begin to expand that footprint. There's a, a rating system called BREAM that is European based out of the UK. That's going to be a target for us because uh, unfortunately, there's still the same amount of, of cumbersome paperwork that you need to earn that certification. And then there's a three-star certification in Asia. So LEED is our primary uh, work for 2018, but we do have plans for 2019 to broach into those international rating systems as well. And specifically back to, to Green Badger, what's the growth plan for 2018? I know you mentioned two of the 10 largest GCs. What else is on the horizon for this year? Uh, really, it's moving and getting those first enterprise customers. So we're, we're already having some of those conversations. And again, that takes us from having to go project by project and office by office to just saying, hey, this is the standard for this organization and, and we're on all projects. So that's, that's part, of, uh, part of our effort. Uh, you know, we've, our sales have been, we're, we're up 300% uh, at last year over the prior year, and we've already seen uh, the rate of sales increase just in, in Q1 of this year. So we are, we're full steam ahead, um, work, work in our path and, and growing. We'll, we'll likely uh, look to be adding some bodies and some capacity to our organization, uh, which could potentially involve, you know, a round of fundraising specifically if we want to, if we really want to hit that international target earlier, it might make a little more sense to, to do that to accelerate our growth. Uh, so right now we're just building on the strong base we have. We're continuing with the, the successful sales we had from last year uh, and really working to get that further adoption on a broader level at the enterprise level with some of these organizations. Perfect. So if someone's listening to this and wants to learn a little bit more and get to know you guys a little better, maybe engage you on a project, what's the best way to go about connecting? The easiest way to find us is just the website, getgreenbadger.com. We've got videos of our functionality. We've got all our pricing there. We're very transparent about everything we do. We're not, uh, not trying, to, trying to force anybody to, to do anything they don't want to do. So getgreenbadger.com, you can request a demo. You can see videos of our functionality. Uh, certainly the easiest way to get us. And then we're on all the, all the usual social media channels. So feel free to, to follow us on Twitter at getgreenbadger. Uh, and same with uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and, and Instagram. Great. Well, Tommy, thanks for your time today. I know we're excited at Build Tech Labs to have you in the ecosystem. We're looking forward to seeing how you grow this year. And we, again, really appreciate your time today. Awesome. I appreciate the opportunity. This has been another edition of the Built Tech Podcast by Shadow Ventures and Built Tech Labs. For more information, please visit builttechlabs.co and shadowfund.vc, or you can follow Matt Knight on LinkedIn.